It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Petula Clark. some real notes um doug megan is it time to watch the muppets it's time to watch the muppets do we watch the muppets i watched the muppets did I mean, you watch the muppets yeah i watched it um so we watched let's start from the beginning petula clark episode 220 the petula clark episode of season two a moose named Mickey causes havoc and bad jokes backstage for Kermit. You mean John Wayne the moose? Because that that's whole... what that was the impression he was doing. And this moose, this moose, like we're just starting. This moose <laughs> comes hot on the heels of Julie Andrews having a cow backstage. I don't know why you do this two weeks in a row. They do this. It's almost two remember weeks in a row. they didn't they do that with the um the news anchor man. The news anchor, yeah, the like. Oh, things fall from the roof bit? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Like, oh, an airplane carrying a musical equipment, I think, right? And it dropped a piano on him? Yeah. Dougie. Hmm? Before we really start, yeah? I have a present. What's your present? Are you ready? Uh-huh. Keep the mic hot for me. Uh, so this episode premiered in the UK on March 2nd, 1978, and in New York it aired May 5th, 1978. Oh, my God. <laughs> Megan went and got some french fries. Did you really buy two fries? Mm -hmm. You're ridiculous. This is great. I didn't eat lunch today. Have ourselves a little treat. Have a honey mustard here. Sponsored by Wendy's. It's because we talk about Wendy's french fries all the time. I feel like we really do all all the time. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) We're unhealthy. I'm just kidding. This is terrible. (laughs) Cold open. Petula points out the moose in her dressing room to Scooter. He notes it's a mistake. She wasn't supposed to get. She was supposed to get a buffalo. Can you do the impression so, of the moose? Do you have a good John Wayne impression? Oh, I can't even. Have you ever seen John a John Wayne, Wayne movie? Me, no. I don't think I have. Have you ever seen a John Wayne movie that, like, you can think that's like notable? No, but for whatever reason, Quentin Tarantino is coming to mind. Because Tarantino did. Um, what was that movie he did? And was it a remake? The one did he do True Grit? No, he didn't do True Grit. He put out that you Hateful Eight. No, I'm good, thank you. He put out... He He's like pivoted to doing some Hateful Westerns. Eight. And then he did the one where um, Jamie Foxx... Yeah, I was going to say kills it, all those mm. people. Django Unchained. I think it is maybe that you're just associating like... A Western? Westerns, yeah. Hmm. Hi. Uh, I can't even do it now. But it was a good impression of John Wayne, I'm not going to lie. It was a good impression. <laughs> it's like, huh? I, I can't even. I'm like I'm trying to enter an impression, but I can't do it. I'm trying to enter the impression. <laughs> Let's start with Petula Clark. Hang on. First of all. Petula Clark is a British pop singer and actress. She gained notoriety in the 1960s with pop hits on the Billboard chart, including the number one hits Downtown and My Love. Okay, Downtown. I know. Oh, 
When you're in London, you can always go. Downtown. Downtown. Girl Interrupted. Oh, man. Downtown really does always remind me of Girl Interrupted. Yep. When That's one of the best scenes. When you that movie? Not since I was a teenager. Right? Like, when it's, like, insanely quotable when you're in high school. Yeah. Watching When's the it? last time you watched Donnie Darko? Oof. Yeah. When's no. the last time you watched any dark-ass movie like that? I, um... You mentioned Jennifer Connelly a couple weeks ago, and, like, one of the few Jennifer Connelly movies I can really think of is Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. And I never want to see that again for the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, when's the last time you watched Requiem for a Dream? <clears throat> How about them stealing the mom's TV? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you wanna? Isn't that, that guy? That movie stresses me out so much, I hate it. Is that Phil Hartman? No. No, no, no. um... Oh my God. Oh my. Shooter McGavin yeah. from like the Billy Madison movie. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. It's something McDonald. Christopher think, McDonald. Yeah, the, I think the darkest thing I've watched as of late was Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. And then I like have been watching Euphoria, and I'm like, I think I mentioned I like speed watch through it because it's a nightmare. And I'm like, oh my God. I can only imagine. I don't know. Euphoria. I saw someone call someone on Twitter referred to it as A24 Presents Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh no, it that is, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, what if Degrassi was art? Yeah, I'm not going to say that um, Euphoria is art. It's, oh, I think it thinks it is. I think if you do like some cinematic uh, like shenanigans and then add drugs to it, that's uh-huh. art. And then good fashion, is it? What is art? <laughs> <laughs> I think... A lot of, like, creators think that, like, to depict addiction, like, in a raw manner is art. Downtown. So, <laughs> so the moose interrupts Kermit's intro, then heads backstage to read a moose paper. We basically have to deal with this John Wayne moose throughout the entire episode. The moose paper was kind of funny. I thought it was... Okay. There was one of these that I very much enjoyed. So now our first sketch, Fozzie Bear, Link Hogthrob, Robin the Frog, Gonzo, and Scooter sing a a seashell, seashell, down by the seashore. Sing a sea shanty in a rowboat that goes under as the number ends. I thought this was funny. I like this so much. I wrote poop the deck and I wrote scuttle the butt. Scuttle the butt? Gonzo said both of those lines. Poop the deck, scuttle the butt. Why was Scooter in this as a, as if he's a real character? I, I've i decided that Scooter was in it because there's only so much Frank and Jim can do. And, okay, I'll give you that. And they need who, Richard Hunt plays Scooter, right? I think, I think so. Yeah. So what other character can he bring that's like a charactery character? Like a main-ish character. Yeah. I saw a picture of him the other day. I don't remember what I was looking at exactly, but he plays Lou Zealand also, who I don't think has really shown up as like a main character yet. I don't think I know Lou Zealand. Lou Zealand is like a yellow guy with like a big red nose, and like I think he has either like a unibrow or he has big bushy black eyebrows, and he wears like a like an old-fashioned like clown collar kind of thing, <laughs> and a red shirt and his whole thing is he throws fish he throws boomerang fish and he throws them and then they come back i don't understand why new zealand i don't know i don't know of this character so um it's funny to think about them because we have link so that's jim yeah scooters you said richard yes uh fozzie is frankie boy Mm -hmm. 
Gonzo is uh, our good friend Dave Goals. And then uh, who's Robin? I'm looking it up now. I'm pulling it up. Robin is played by Jerry Nelson. And Jerry Nelson, another. So this is like, this is the crew, actually. Yeah. These are the main the main crew, the main guys, the main puppeteers. Have we seen a sketch like this before? Because this is really interesting because it's such an odd grouping. It's all B characters. Yeah. I like it. Scuttle the butt. That's my Gonzo impression. What about your new Gonzo logo that you made us? Oh, yeah. I was just... That's when I was watching Great Muppet Caper. I'm like, I want to draw Gonzo. You did a really nice job drawing Gonzo. So I Gonzo. drew that little funky Gonzo. I think you did a really good job. I, like I can't him. believe I forgot to do his hair. His little... Yeah, and I knew he looked weird. Yeah, I sent it to you and I was like... I, and then I'm like sitting on it and I go, oh my God. That's I forgot his Gonzo. little hair. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Gonzo. He was so sick. He was. I'm glad he's in remission now. I see. <laughs> the tuft is back. One of my favorite things, I was watching Caper, and this, is, I think, is one of the reasons why I drew, drew Gonzo also, is I'm watching Caper, and they take a flight to England in it, and... Um, you sound like you're from London. They fly, like, with the cargo, basically. Oh, my God, that's so cute. So Kermit's in a crate, and it says on it, Frog, and Fozzie's in a crate, and it says... Bear. Doug, you're spoiling the great Muppet caper and for me. Gonzo's in a... This is the very beginning. Gonzo's in a crate and it just says whatever on it. And I'm like, I love Gonzo so much. Here for Gonzo. Oh, here for Gonzo. I need. I knew I needed to watch it soon. Like when you text me that you watched it, I was like, I need to watch it mm-hmm. because there's no way that we won't be able to spoil. Like you, like, you know what I mean? We're going to want to talk about it. I don't yeah. mind watching it. I, I definitely I want to. Like if we don't dedicate the time to it. We'll just talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Scott all the butt. We're backstage again. The Moose asks Kermit if he can hang around a while and reveals that his name is Mickey Moose. True Grit backstage. That's my note. Well, True Grit. True Grit is a John Wayne movie. Well, why did I write that, though, in my notes? Oh, I don't know, Megan. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Mickey Moose. I thought this was funny. And I thought the way that... um, Do you know who played the moose? Does it say, like, who muppeteered the moose? You're not allowed to call them Muppeteers. We learned that in the book. They're either puppeteers or actors. Jerry Nelson played Mickey Moose. Okay, he did a great impression of John Wayne. But um, Oh, he really did. I thought it was very funny. It just, I don't know, this was an idea that we already did, sort of. It felt weird to come so close to the time with the cow. Yeah. That there's like another rando wandering it's backstage. It's interesting, and I'm wondering if through this, by like, because I know you and I have been reading the Jim Henson biography, mm-hmm. if certain times he was doing this it's like was it because there was like a union strike at this point or was it because you know jim was busy doing other things Uh or was it you know what i mean was there like internal conflict that they were just like just recycle this shit yeah because it's like they recycled it but did it maybe better you know like oh instead we'll do this version and it'll be you know, and uh, an actual Muppet, and it'll be wandering through the set. Yeah, they're making improvements kind of, as they go, I guess, kind of and trying folks or whatever, trying old things again to see if it's new. But I liked uh, Kermit's reaction when he was like, when he said the moose said he was Mickey Moose, and Kermit was like, "Get the hell out of here!" Or whatever. <laughs> um, and now, like, where we both kind of are in the book with the whole Disney deal and everything, it, it makes it especially funny. It does that, like. It's really hard to listen, and I'm sure you feel the exact same way, to Jim's excitement 
to be signing a deal with Disney and that he's going to be able to basically work creatively and come up with ideas and he won't have to find funding and Disney's going to do it for him and he can kind of make shit up and just do the part that he likes. Not have to be the boss, but just be an idea man, you know? Yep. And to know that nothing comes from that. Nothing comes from it, but I think somebody, and I forget who in the book said this, but I don't think, they didn't think that Jim realized that Disney probably wouldn't allow him to do those things yeah. the way that he had envisioned them. Mm-hmm. Like, Jim, I think, thought he would be autonomous in a way under the Disney, oh, like yeah. he would just get the Disney funding, essentially. No, they probably wouldn't have given him the autonomy that he thought he was going to get. But I, I don't know. It's just like, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. No, I, he was so excited. And he was also very protective of Sesame Street. And Why couldn't Michael Eisner get that through his thick fucking skull? But Michael Eisner, they said he was ruthless. Like, he was a dealmaker. And I, I bet you Michael Eisner, in his mind, thought he really was going to get Big Bird. I don't know why they thought in any way... That those characters should belong to anyone other than the public. Was his name Michael Eisner? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm so yeah. bad with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I really you don't You don't remember know. Michael Eisner from like the wonderful world of Disney when you were growing up? Michael Eisner, the lawyer, the deal maker. He was a, not a lawyer. He was a, the deal guy, right? Yeah, he was kind of like the face of Disney for a while. He was? Yes. He would come out in the middle and like... They would do the Wonderful World of Disney Sunday nights, and the movie would be Herbie Goes Bananas, whatever. And they would have him come out, and he would present the movie, and he would say, hey, so we have an updated version of this classic, blah, blah, blah. And he would have, like, a back and forth with a character from the movie, an actor from the movie, something. And then you have that other side of you that's just, like, Yeah, this, like, money man. Yeah. Yeah, they would bring him. He would, he was the face of the company for a while there. I guess in the 80s and and well into the 90s. Very interesting. I don't know who does that job now. But, you know, like over at, I know you you watch them. You don't follow them that heavily. But, like, the Marvel movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is run by this one guy, Kevin Feige. And he is the one who does this same thing. He makes sure that all the movies have, you know, they're in production, they're whatever. He announces when the new ones are going to come out and all that stuff. He's like the showrunner for the films. Interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. And like now that George Lucas is no longer in charge of Star Wars, there's a woman named Kathleen Kennedy who's in charge of all things that happen in Star Wars. Wait, 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 wait. George Lucas is not in charge of Star Wars? No, he sold it to Disney. I know that, but he doesn't like write Mm -hmm. those movies? No. He doesn't have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. But it says Lucas Films. Mm -hmm. I think because they're still his characters and his ideas and stuff. Yeah, Disney owns it. I know Disney owns it. Mm-hmm. Disney owns it, creates it. But, but he's not involved? No. That's... See, as far as I know, he's not involved <clears throat> in any way. Okay. I understand that I don't live in, like, a utopia or whatever, but, like, that's weird to me. It is weird. He's alive? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I guess I guess it's not that weird. I guess he's, like, saying he's retired, but his and since, work will still go on. And since he sold his universe, they've made five movies, what, what two live-action TV shows. Can you name the movies that they made? Star Wars. Were the what? prequels? Seven, eight, nine. So. Rogue One and Han Solo. Okay. I didn't, I didn't watch. 
I watched. I didn't watch Han Solo, but I watched. You missed nothing. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, what? I don't know what they're called. Yeah, the yeah, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. Those are the prequels, right? The Rise of Skywalker. Right? No, these are the sequels. Oh, the sequels. The new trilogy. The new trilogy. I don't think I saw all of them, but yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's a little, it's different. And Those then, are the five movies that Disney's made. And then they made The Mandalorian. And now The Book of Boba Fett. They've done a couple cartoons. Remember when they made Yoda CGI? Yeah. That was weird. Mm-hmm. I thought that was And he like bounces around. Those prequel movies are not very good. I just There's like, was... I know it's not like good. Are you watching the Boba Fett? I am watching it. I'm. Did you know that Padma's board racer was in the last episode? Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I didn't know, but of course Benjamin did. But it was a um an escort vehicle. It was likely Anakin's or someone oh. else. But I it thought was that part was pretty cool that the Mandalorian was in it in the yeah. Bo- Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, this episode last week. So are they just going to combine the shows is what's going to happen? That's what they should have done from the fucking beginning. I don't I understand. Too. Why isn't it just called The Book of Boba Fett starting with The Mandalorian as like the prequel? The show is called The Mandalorian. Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. It doesn't make any sense to me that they made it a whole separate series. And Boba Fett's just been farting around. When I tell you farting around, you are not missing nothing if you're not watching it. No, I'm watching. You are? Yeah. And he's literally, he he is just like, I don't know. I thought it was fun at first, but now I'm just like kind of bored. I liked those other Jabba's. Oh, like the twins that were like kind of almost interlocked in a way. Oh my god, it was it, really gross. But how they like wipe themselves with those rats? Mm-hmm. I can't handle that. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So, I saw. Speaking of Star Wars and all this stuff, um, is it Brian J. Jones that wrote this Jim Henson book yes. that we keep talking about? He also did one for George Lucas. You're very good with remembering names. Can I just say that? I'm going to compliment you here <laughs> and now. You. You're very, very good at it. And I'm like, do I want to read the Lucas one next? I don't know if I care enough about George Lucas. But it's a, it's a much shorter book. It's like half the length. I don't really care about George Lucas that much. I'm just missing these chapters where like Henson creatures. I want to read more about... The creature shop for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, Doug. When they're talking about like I wanna I wanna learn more about how they even created Job of the Hut. Mm-hmm. That's Me too. such That's a cool a, character. Like the Star Wars franchise is like a lot of interesting development. But it like, didn't start until the second one. Yeah. It, so a new hope is without any Muppets. Uh-huh. Just like Other than like I you'd have to assume Chewie has inspiration behind him, right? Like yeah, where did they get the I don't idea know. for Chewie? Because, like, Chewie fits Salacious Crumb, you know, like that little dude who hangs around yeah. with Jabba. Like, and their studios were both in England near each other, which was interesting, too. Like, they, weren't they right next door to each other, something like yeah, that? Yeah, they've got to have crossover folks, you know? Absolutely. I mean, there was only three Star Wars movies that densely together, and then there's other things they had to make, like... You know, I'm sure some people who worked on the Labyrinth worked on a Star Wars or whatever. You know, you take the work where you get it. Creating little worms for this movie or for that movie. Sure. It doesn't matter. You know? Anywho, Disney, Disney, Disney. So Petula Clark then goes out to sing The Boy from Ipanema as one of the boss men dances by the shore. I like this a lot. I like this too. It was very cute and I like that their colors match. They both had like the uh-huh. the fuchsia with the orange. I also really like this song. Boy from Ipanema. 
This song I'm feels. Looking up who. This song reminds me of like '70s swingers. Like you go to a party yes. at your neighbor's and you have to put your keys in a bowl and mm-hmm. uh, you know you're gonna take your friend's wife home for the night and it's no big deal. Uh-huh. You, no one cares. It does feel like no one cares. Key party. The whole idea is just so funny. But I enjoyed this. I thought that the creature was really cool looking. And the way they moved around each other was pretty seamless, considering. It was very obviously pre-recorded. That's my major note. Yeah, it, was, it looked like the it was filmed sync, somewhere else. The and the lip sync was not very good. It was off. Not She would have gotten sent home on RuPaul's Drag Race. She did not lip sync for her life there. No. Why was that so bad, do you think? Something wasn't syncing up. I don't know. I think it probably had to do with like the green screen situation. Yeah, like it was bouncing around or something. Yeah, it was weird. You know, I gotta tell you, downtown, I get it. She's a big hit downtown, but that's mm-hmm. probably her biggest hit in the U.S. Oh, yeah, they had a couple other hits here, and I'm like, I don't recognize these songs. And that's, you know, I'm sorry to her that I don't know them, but I know, I don't know, we know a lot of pop music, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, but it's like, you know, Kylie Minogue is huge in England and, you know, yeah. only has that one song here or that and two it does, songs. Every now and then, you know, it's like a guest for that, us, a guest for them, a guest for us, a guest for them. Like, Rudolf Nureyev, who's like, oh, let me get, you know, like, Apparently, ballet is Apparently, not... that was like a big deal that episode, though. But is ballet, was ballet big here? Ballet. Like that. He's dancing. Do you ever see Billy Elliot? I've never seen Billy oh Elliot, but I knew that that's what you were doing. <laughs> um, anyway, no, Petula Clark should be one of Adina Monsoon's clients. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it does have a very, like, Petula Clark, dear. Yeah. like I'm going to meet Petula Clark. Exactly. Like, it's like Lulu. Uh, next, our sketch. The chicken star in a Western drama at a saloon bartended by Gonzo. The black rooster arrives to cause trouble for Sheriff T.R. the rooster. I loved every minute of this. This was really stupid. I wouldn't have guessed that T.R. the rooster, the sheriff, was a rooster. I would have guessed he was a turkey. He looked turkey-ish. Who are you calling a turkey? I loved this. I thought it was very, very, very funny. And I felt like they should have made this into an arcade game. An arcade game? Yeah, I think this would be a great arcade game. Chicken bar? Yeah, like chicken, like true grit chicken western with Gonzo. So they engage in a gun duel, but TR runs out quickly. The Black Rooster then fires one final shot, which ricochets around the saloon before knocking him on the head with a lamp. I like the ending of this. The sheriff and his hen ride off into the sunset on a cow. This was stupid. It was and I stupid. Liked it a lot. I liked it. Next, Petula makes sure Kermit's completely okay with having the moose around backstage, which allows the cast to don antler caps and sing some of the Mickey Mouse Club theme. Why do we know the Mickey Mouse Club theme? Do you know it? M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Why do we know that? I don't we're know. We're too young, right? We're For so real. Young. I know. I know. We're uh, so remember young. Remember we used to talk about like the Napster stuff? Uh-huh. I remember one that goes M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S. Monday sucks. I think I remember that yeah? too. Yeah. And it's like I am in elementary school. I know nothing from Monday sucking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, but I know that song. Why would and Monday I know you're suck? like not supposed to like Mondays because uh-huh. Garfield told Garfield me. Garfield hates him. And then now this Dilbert song told me. Like him. And you know you're so impressionable. Mm-hmm. So I'll do anything Dilbert does. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. 
Oh my god! I... But I loved this that they all put on moose ears. It reminded me of um Vegas, not Vegas Vacation, but the first Vacation movie. You know how all they want to do in the Vacation movie is go to all they want to do is have some fun. Can they you... got a feeling that they're not the only ones. Can you do the moose song from Vacation? Do you know I... that? Mm-mm. But I know vacation, all I ever wanted. That's not even in from the vacation movies. That's from Mr. Bean. Yeah. And the Go-Go's. But, but the vacation movies, first of all, Holiday Road by Lindsay Buckingham is the song from the vacation movies. <laughs> but yeah, they have their own song for Marty Moose. Never been a huge Wally Chevy World? Chase fan. Marty Moose? Wally Moose? Something like that. No, I'm not a Chevy Chase fan either. I, who does? Who likes Chevy Chase? Obviously, Lauren Michaels loves him. I saw a TikTok the other day. Have you seen this new TikTok trend that will be very old by the time this episode comes out? Where people are, singing, people are singing the, the Ting Ting song, That's Not My Name. No. And they're like all famous. It's Who are a they? Weird... My mom? Because Megan. my mom literally sings that song all the time. She's like, that's not my name. This is the weirdest thing. They brag. call me Stacey. Because they're like, it's celebrities and it's Drew Barrymore. And she's like, they call me. And then there's a picture of like her as Gertie. And it says Gertie. They call me, and then it's a picture of her from Fifty First Dates with whatever the fuck her character. Oh, yeah, name I have seen this. So it's like you're right. I first have. of all, no one does this, and that's no why one I does this. Yeah, skip ahead. But I saw one tried to load on my thing of Chevy Chase, and I'm like, fuck off. No, nope. no one, no one confuses Chevy Chase with anyone other than being himself and a dickhead. Move along. And he's Your one of great those grandkids people... can try to make you seem relevant, but you are a jerk off. Not I, happening. I don't mean to be like this or like shame anybody's for aging, but he's the kind of per- celebrity that you see a picture of when they were younger and then a picture of them now and you're just like, oh, gosh. I know. I know. Oy. And it's because he's a nasty person that you have that opinion also. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he was a dick when he was in the, back in the 70s, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't nice to any of the other, like, cast members or anything like that. Like, maybe Jim, but definitely not the women. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. I'm sure Jane Curtin has scathing stories oh, to yeah. tell about what a dickhead he was. Oh, definitely a dickhead. There's no way that... I want Jane Curtin to write a book. Re- yeah, write a book. Why has I almost she? said read a book. Oh, dude, thank you for reminding me that. I can listen to the Lorraine Newman book you... in my, like, downtime. First of all, you absolutely need to listen to the Lorraine Newman book. And I know I don't know I I know I also read the Elvira book. That book is so good. Yeah. Because it's just like all these different stories and interchanging um like famous people and stuff. It's not just about her. It's like yeah. so good. She's seen a lot of culture. Cuz she's Sam- been relevant for a long time. I am telling you right now Elvira's book. Or on the periphery of relevancy? You know what I mean? Like, Elvira's not, like, the biggest thing. She's always been a B-celebrity. she's always been around. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's always been a B-celebrity. And she is, like, I think, paved the way for a B-celebrity be, to be super fucking famous. Yeah. Like, you can be a B-celebrity, but, like, you're also, like, way, way, way fucking famous. And she's survived. Not, I don't want to say survived, but, like, we she don't hear did. from Pee Wee Herman. We, I mean, we I know, do hear from Pee Wee. Yeah, but no. But Elvira is more famous than Pee Wee, I think. We don't hear from Ernest. I mean, I know Ernest passed away, but like, do you think Ernest I didn't know Ernest passed away? Would wow, Ernest have the longevity. Was he scared? Stupid? He got scared stupid. <laughs> he got scared stupid, and then went to jail. He went to jail. I got scared stupid after he was scared stupid. Uh, Could you believe that? No, those Ernest movies are terrible. But but, but also would that funny. type of character would he have lasted? I mean, no. I, in he doesn't have the boobs. He doesn't. I'm have sorry, the boobs. but boobs carry can carry you a long, long uh, way. 
other so who else like the crypt keeper no he's gone no one talks I about the Crypt Keeper. I fuck, except for Double Threat. For Double I Threat. love the Crypt Keeper, though. No, but Doug, seriously, but like, read Cassandra Peterson's book. It's uh-huh. excellent. Her storytelling abilities are so good. It's a it's a very well-written book. And um, I just can't say enough good things about it. I didn't want the book to end. Yeah. It was so good. At the dance, while Janice and Dr. Teeth get wrapped up in his arms, Phyllis the Myrdladop blows the size of her nose out of proportion. I like this. I love Dr. Dr. Teeth's long-ass arms in this. I loved his long-ass arms. His long-ass arms carried in at the dance. I thought we were done with at the dance. Why are we episode 20 of season two and we're still doing at the dance? I have a question. Yeah? Not that you want to think about this, but it's on my mind suddenly. Mm Mm-hmm. So we, we learned in the book that, you know, Jim Henson liked to sleep around quite a bit. Okay. Um, do you think he did, like, some of his character voices? Oh, my God. That he's like, hi Yeah, or, like, but, like, can you imagine me, like, in the bed with him and he's, like, Dr. Teeth? He's like, hey, yeah, take it off. Take those panties off oh or something. Oh, my God. I can, you want to say you probably, he was like that, though. I right? hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Same. <laughs> My God, what a horrible thing to think that, like, you, like, you, like, I don't know, you take off your clothes, you turn off the lights, and you come running into bed, and you you just hear, like, hi-oh, and, like, he, he perks his head out from the covers or oh something. Oh, my and you're like, God. like, oh, my God, no. Or, like, if he had, like, a Muppet, like, dildo that he, like, pretended to be his penis, and he would be, like, talking with it would be hilarious. This the is UK getting spot. explicit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tell me what the Jesus UK spot Christ. was. Our UK spot. <laughs> Our UK spot. Kermit takes us to Switzerland for some... Oh. Uh, Kermit I takes us to Switzerland knew. for some patented silliness as the cast sings Uppity. Okay. I like this. It went a little too long. Can I tell you? This went way too long. Mm-hmm. And also... Was Fozzie this, was in it. Thank God. Was this UK spot to justify them building this set for the Julie Andrews episode? Yeah. Because this is the same set, Yeah, because right? probably, well, you know what? It's like one of those things where you, like, build something and you absolutely love it, and then you're like, wait, we it's have beautiful. to use this again. They have to, yeah. Just like they use that lion in the creature creature shop mm-hmm. for the Jim Henson radio for, hour, or yeah, whatever it is. For the, yeah, the Jim Henson hour, right? Yeah, or half an hour. I wonder if we can find the Jim Henson hour anywhere. I've seen episodes. Yeah? Yeah, I bet you it's on HBO. Because I'm like, I don't think I want to watch Storyteller. I don't like... No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about, isn't it? I'm talking about Storyteller. I know you can find because I remember seeing like a DVD box set when I was a kid. Yeah. But I wonder if the Jim Henson Hour, if that exists anywhere. We are going to watch every single thing. Yeah. If we have to travel somewhere to randomly get it. Where I like. Okay. So we have to do. We really do have to make a list of things that we want to watch that we need to seek out because I did. I sent you a couple of days ago. The Jim Henson Christmas. What the hell is it called? No. The um the Disney like the Disney announcement movie that they made they made the short like I think it was an hour long thing for the Wonderful World of Disney where it was like the Muppets meet Mickey Mouse oh yeah we should I watch sent you that. that and I've heard that it's very good it was written by Jerry Jewell Jerry it's, Jewell it's one of the last things that Jim performs as you, Kermit in I have a question about mm-hmm. Jerry Jewell do you think that he invented the Jewell the Jewell vape pen yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. His name That's is That's like it. a perfect second act. Like, oh, of course. You, you're you a Muppet master. Where do you go from there? Yeah, you quit you smoking, create, and then what do you want to yes, do? You create a little USB drive that you can suck on and get nicotine. That's absolutely what Jerry Jewell did next. Any further questions? <laughs> no. 
All right, yes, we do need to. We need to make a list. Yeah. Because I want to watch The Muppet Family Christmas yes, also. let's do that. That sounds like a fucking delight. Fraggles, Sesame Street, and Muppets. Oh my God, Fraggles. But everywhere that I'm seeing I has don't remem- bits cut from it. I remember liking Fraggle Rock, but I, ask me if I remember anything about Fraggle Rock besides Wash Cares Away, bah, bah, Worries for Another Day. And that's because they like remixed that into a techno song. The only thing that I know about them otherwise is that I really like Wembley. I think he's very cool looking. I enjoy his aesthetic. And then I, now I find out that he's like the neurotic one. I'm like, <gasps> I love him even more. Wait, 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 wait. You know what they didn't? I just realized what they didn't mention in the book. What? They didn't fucking mention dinosaurs. No, but and I they, guess that happens after the fact. That doesn't come out until like 92 or 93. Oh. And same, what, that, same if, with Eureka's Castle. Eureka's. Oh, I have not talked to you about Eureka's Castle yet. Eureka's Megan, Castle. Megan, Eureka's Castle. You ready for this? Not a handsome production in any way, shape, or fucking they size. They knocked off those Muppets. They knocked them off. You know who knocked them off? Who? Megan, I've been sitting on this nugget of information for no less than two months. Are you serious? Waiting for you to tell me about this. Waiting for you to tell me about this. Megan, do you know who created Eureka's Castle? No. Megan, the creator of Eureka's Castle wrote some of the scariest fiction you could ever think of. Goosebumps. R.L. Stein? R.L. fucking Stein created Eureka's Castle. R.L. Stein created Eureka's Castle. Is that not the most insane thing you've ever under heard? the name R.L. Stein or under yeah. his real name? Yeah, I guess under R.L. Stein. I don't know if he used a fake name or a different name or whatever. R.L. Stein's Eureka's Castle. Yeah, I I'm like what? Yeah, he helped create that show. That's insane to me. That show has charisma. It's funky. It's weird. I don't think of any of those things when I think of I um, R.L. Stein. I'm loved, sorry. Loved, love, love Eureka's Castle. My only note about that show is there's not enough Eureka in it. No, there's not. And she is uh, the if, coolest looking. Like her, I loved her hair. There's like glitter streamers in her hair, and, and she has horns. Yes, right? she's some sort of like a troll. Yeah, right. She's like a weirdo. If thing. you ask me right now, all that I can see on them is Muppet features, like. The peanut butter jelly twins who live in the sewer yeah. are both Oscar the Grouch and Elmo's, right? Well, they look exactly like Elmo's. They're orange and like pinkish. And the bat looks like the Count. Yes. Like a lot like the Count. Dudley and, the dragon yeah. looks like, he's like a big bird piece, right? But like what about with, what about the guy who winds up the music box? The big troll, he reminds me of Sweetums, right? Yeah. He's like, oh God. It, this, this is a full knockoff. This is like... This is like to the level of when McDonald's knocked off H&R Puff and stuff. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, you're right. We did. Yeah. The French fry kits. What the fuck were those? They're like pom-poms with sneakers. Literally just completely stole H.R. Puff and stuff. Yeah. Just completely Did stole you, it. Okay. We're like so off topic. This episode was fine, right? This That's epi- what's happening. No, we're what realizing happened was, now. No, no, no. I, I wrote on the top of my notes here, sort of a boring episode. Sort of a boring episode. So after dealing with Rolf's piano tuna, Petula sings Too Shy to Say. She finds a fish in the piano. Okay. This was like very, that part, this whole part was like, I was like, come on, let's move this along. Uh Uh-huh. I couldn't believe the UK spot was the UK spot, honestly. I would have guessed that it was, that this was the UK spot. Usually a Rolf song gets kind of cast off. So now Kermit comes face to face with Mickey's friend, Ronald Duck. Kermit shoes them out of the backstage. I... I do enjoy that this like keeps I liked going Kermit's on. reaction to this. Like He's he was really fun about fully it. Fully infuriated by anything like that is delaying his show. He's right though to feel these ways. Veterinarian's hospital. Doctor Bob's patient today has a type of slipping sickness. 
As he sinks into the operating table, the doctor inspects and falls in too. This works out fine for Dr. Bob, who gets paid under the table. The, the jokes were very funny. Yeah. For for, for a veterinary. Uh, it also opened with like Piggy like trying to huff something. Yeah, she was or, sticking like, the things up with... her nose and yeah, sniffing. Yeah, like, I love when it starts with them doing weird like, I lo- scene I shit I absolutely love when Piggy's like a weirdo. Yeah, no, she wasn't huffing something. It was like she had like forceps, right? And yeah, she was like she's, in her nostril yeah. with them. What the fuck? She's so weird. The next thing I genuinely loved. The Swedish chef prepares chocolate mousse by spreading some chocolate on Mickey. Kermit cuts the act short. I thought that was very Kermit's funny. Kermit's like, stop, stop. I love, I anytime the Swedish chef music comes on and mm-hmm. you see him, I'm like, I get so excited. I'm like, good, it's picking up again. There's no Swedish chef episode that's not funny. I've like, appreciated this running thing lately where we get like two of them. We'll get... Beaker and Bunsen with Swedish Chef or with Veterinarian's Hospital yeah. or with Pigs in Space. I always had in my head that you kind of got one or the other. You didn't get more than one of those like running. Bits. I'm interested to see because I know they eventually get rid of At the Dance. If that in season three, next season we'll see that disappear. I really thought At the Dance was kind of done. I thought we Me were. Too. I thought we really had run its course. But at least they're not terrible. They're getting better. They are. Yeah, they're showing up with jokes instead of showing up because they that feel like they have to write one. one. Was a low. I'll never forget that. That was the absolute worst thing I've ever seen. That was a rock bottom for that. Six sketch. different tennis jokes. It was terrible. For who? For no. Who one. plays that much tennis? I don't know. Wimbledon. Scooter describes the closing number set to Petula: a large glass fountain and dozens of flowers. Mickey soon destroys it and eats all the flowers. This Mi- was dumb. Yeah, I know. Th- this all this happens whole, behind the scenes, right? This was right? Like really stupid. Petula assures Kermit that the number will come out fine and start singing tomorrow as the rest of the Muppets join in. This part was okay because I love Annie. Why don't they sing downtown? Like, if yes! this is her big single, oh my God, you're Elton John so didn't come right. out to sing other people's songs. No, you're 100% right. Why didn't they sing Downtown? That's a sing-along song. You can yes. just sing that song. Yeah, and downtown. they have that city set, right, where they have the city block that they like to show all the time. Oh my God, you're so you right. You have set pieces for this. Do your song. I, like, I don't know Petula Clark, and I have no better, in like, idea of who she is Based on her presentation in this episode. She sang The Boy from Ipanema and she sang Annie. You know? Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love ya. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Like, I don't know. This is for the kids, this one. So I have a note here that I meant to share that I think Scooter did get a new coat. You mentioned this. Scooter got a new coat. Yeah, I said, did Scooter get a new jacket? It's looking fresh. It looks fresher. It looks cleaner. Yeah. The colors are a little bit different. The logo on the back or not? Because like sometimes they don't show the logo. Yeah, you know, like he doesn't turn around fully. And then in some pieces, like projects rather, they don't use the logo because like if he wore the Muppet Show coat in the Muppet movie, it would look stupid. Yeah, he's wearing a coat as the gopher for the show that hasn't even happened yet. You know. But I'm almost certain that he really has gotten a new coat. It looks much much brighter. He must be getting paid more than any of the other Muppets. I would guess that he definitely is getting paid more than Piggy, and she's going to be furious when she finds out. Yeah, of course. She's going to be furious. Because, of course, Piggy's always abused. She doesn't get paid. He doesn't get paid more than Fozzie. No, because Fozzie gets paid zero. (laughs) Because Fozzie gets paid zero. 
He definitely... What was Fozzie's manager's name? Do you remember? Oh, my God. I don't remember. <laughs> he just was the hat with the feet. <laughs> he was like a hat with a Texan accent. Oh, my God. So, Pajula comes out for the closing, particularly fond of the moose. The moose says, that's my kind of woman. I don't, I don't know. We got nothing cut for Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was perfectly fine with how everything They should just not ran. have played this episode on Nickelodeon. Maybe they it was didn't. boring. I, I like... This would be too boring if I was a kid, too, because it was boring as an adult. And it... So I have fun things coming up for if we have a boring episode. Oh, you do? I need to let you know. I ordered some video games that we can try when we have a boring episode. I have a comic book to show you. Wait. I have a lot of fun things to show you. You ordered a video game? I ordered two different video games. Okay, tell me the video games. They're for the Game Boy Advance. Do you know that I have a retro pie Uh with every single Game Boy Advance game? Does it have the Muppet games on it? You know, I never even thought to look for a Muppet game. So what we could do is when we could we could fill in some blanks with like, a, hey, this episode is kind of a dud. Why don't you uh, play the, ge- play the play game, game and we'll talk about the game too. How you play the game. Because I feel like. you play the game. I mean, we but, haven't had so many duddy episodes. No, this like, is this one, one of the. This is kind of boring. I think, I can't think of an episode, like this is one of the only duds in season two. Yeah. And I mean, especially coming from this high that we have of like. Julie, Julie Andrews. Andrews is a the hard Cleo follow. The Cleo episode was great. Yeah, it was. Peter Sellers. I didn't expect to love that episode, it was but that good. was a good yeah. one, too. You know? I know? This is just like a, I don't know, it's a C-plus of an episode. It was definitely. You're giving it too high of a mark. Well, next week Excuse we're going to be watching yawn. the Bob Hope episode. It's also going to be our one-year anniversary. We've been doing this podcast for one year. Dog, Can you believe that's that? really sweet. Episode 221, Bob Hope. Kermit suggests that Animal take up a hobby to calm his nerves. So he tries out a few. Alligator wrestling, bowling overhand, and hunting bunny rabbits with a tank. Again, this is a Warner Brothers now thing. They <laughs> First they did Disney and now it's Warner Brothers. So this episode aired originally. Oh, weird. It's like going to fall in line with when it comes out, too. This episode aired originally February 13th, 1978 in the U.S. And in the U.K. it aired February 19th, 1978. I haven't seen an episode that aired earlier here interesting. than it aired in the U.K. That's interesting, too. And February 14th is Valentine's Day. And yeah. February 24th is your birthday. It's my birthday. So join us next week as we watch the Bob Hope episode. Uh, you can follow along with us on social media at ITTWTM. Send us messages, please. I'm hopeful please. for Bob Hope's episode. No one's sending us messages. We have remember, to build our following. Do you remember I, that old joke from like a like couple years We have like nine followers. When Bob Hope died. Bob Hope was already dead. Johnny Cash had already been dead. And then Steve Jobs died. And everyone was like, ten years ago we had Bob Hope. Johnny Cash and Steve Jobs. Now we have no cash, no hope, and no jobs. Oh my God. And then, like, that's why people voted for Donald Trump, basically, because <laughs> of that joke. Because they thought it was so clever. Well, and so biting. That's true. That's why I voted for Trump. <laughs> that is just why. kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't, I did not. Your group women for I Trump. I did right? not vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even make the joke that I did. It, yeah, oh, it, my favorite thing, though, now is that, like, people legitimately, I mean, like, there are people out there mm-hmm. who have jobs, right? They have mm-hmm. jobs, right? And they also believe that Donald Trump is going to be the president in 2024, which is not crazy. But mm-hmm. the crazy part of this is that JFK Jr. is going to be, be his, his VP. Yeah. 
So okay. He, the he died in a plane crash, right? Yes. In like the late 90s, early aughts? Late 90s. Like I after think. Princess Diana? 90s. Right? This is the night. I'm pretty sure it's late 90s. Maybe it's early aughts, but I'm pretty sure it's late 90s. Before Princess Diana passed, then? Him and his fiance died in that plane crash. Yeah, she was flying it, right? And wasn't she pregnant? I think so. Yeah, it's it's. It like, was like very. Tragic. It was tragic, but it's like in I, 1999. He wasn't supposed to be flying. It was like very windy, Off right? The coast of Martha's Vineyard, July 16th, 1999. Mm-mm. He died age 38. Can I ask? Wasn't his father a Democrat? Like, why? Why would JFK Jr. He no, they were Democrats. The Kennedys are right? Democrats. Yeah. So why would JFK Jr. come back from the dead and be a Republican? Not just a Republican, but like a Trump Republican. Because. Trump Republicans, it doesn't matter if you thought you were a Democrat or a Republican, mm-hmm. you're a Trump. It's almost like an independent. What an interesting thing to suggest, though, right? Like, well, ha- remember, like, Q- we don't hear anything about QAnon anymore. That kind of like disappeared a little yeah. bit. But when it was first happening in 2016, mm-hmm. I mean, people literally thought JFK was still alive because. I think he was like, when you find, or he, I assume QAnon is a he, mm-hmm. so no offense to the male. Could uh, you imagine? It's not, I'm going to guess it's not a female, but uh-huh. unless it's like Roseanne or somebody. Oh. Right? Q could be Roseanne. Q could probably be Roseanne. But um, it, they were like, when you find out who this is, you'll like, you'll flip out or you'll be so happy or uh-huh. can't, we can't wait to tell you. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I don't like the coded messages like it's a Delta nine or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. Or Delta blah, blah, blah. How how important can your message be if it's so hard to decipher? Or like, I don't know. I don't know. But the whole idea and movement behind it. I mean, when I tell you just the marketing behind it as a marketer, mm-hmm. like as a, that's my profession, that it's how whoever did it was fucking brilliant. Uh-huh. The marketing behind Q. Yeah. <laughs> Think about I it. I mean, it spread like fucking There's wildfire. a literal cult about it now. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, if you start like selling merch through that cult it's or It spread and I don't know where to find it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You know well, I don't mean? know where to find it now, but But like but that's what I'm saying. Like I know I know what it is. I know a lot of the beliefs and like the horrible, scary shit. But like, I don't know where. Are you where a Christian? No, I'm a Q. Like, I don't. You know what I mean? People are going to start making it their religion. What a weird thing. No, but the mark. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like cultish mm-hmm. in a way with all the. It, but to me, I always think about it from like a branding sales perspective because uh-huh. it's like that's essentially what it all is anyway. It's just like you get people to buy into your your messaging or your whatever. So if Q started selling a bunch of stuff, he'd be a billionaire if he's not already. I don't know. Probably is. Who could it be? Who could it be? Exactly. I got you. I tried to Google who is Q. Who is Q? And the Q, uh, whatever that guy came up with the with the horns. The horn, the Q, QAnon shaman. Oh, yeah, they call him the shaman. So stupid. All right, well, join us next week as we watch the Bob Hope episode of The Muppet Show. Follow again, a lot, follow along with us at ITTWTM. Follow us. Message us. us. Yeah, send us. I'm, I run it and I'm more active on it now. And I should, give, I should give Doug the sign in so he can help me out. I'll help you out. Yeah. And until next week. Who can it be now? <laughs>
Thanks for the gumball, Kermie.